Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of a great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. I'm Silver. sides of Gopher Canyon were not perpendicular, but they were so close to it that it was almost impossible for anyone to scale them. The huge boulders and shale that covered its sides made the canyon a treacherous place to travel. It was quite common for one of the large boulders to become dislodged by wind or storm and start a landslide. That's what happened the day old Silas Turnbull used the canyon for a shortcut. consciousness for some time, and when he regained it, his glazed and pain-filled eyes saw a horseman approaching, two of them. Help! He saw that one of the men was an Indian, and that the other wore a mask. Help! Hold on, we'll have you out of there. You can't see, Toto. Get me out of here. I'm, I'm trapped. Here, you can see, face. Oh, 
him plenty old. Let's give me a chance to find out how you're pinned down. I, I think there's a big rock on my leg. Take it easy, take it easy. You've got to move these stones carefully so we don't start another landslide. Uh, need help. We get thrown out and fix hurt. Oh, it's the end. My time's come. I can't. Oh, take it easy. Pain, my leg. Give him a drink of water, Toto. Uh. Oh. In paint. Poor old fella. Let's get him out of here. Uh. The Lone Ranger found old Silas badly bruised and cut. He and Tonto made a small camp near the creek that flowed through the center of the canyon, away from the danger of landslides. It's too weak to move, Tonto. We'll have to take care of him right here. The next day found Silas conscious, but very weak. Uh, I, I reckon this is the end. Not yet, Silas. You... You know my name. We found a letter in your pocket. It's from my boy, my my grandson. Uh, you answered his letter? I had Ma Collins answer it. Ma Collins? She, she runs the boarding house where I've been staying. She wrote and told Larry to come here. Oh, Take it easy. I'm getting so weak. Close your eyes. Rest a little while. No, no. I'm awful close to the end. Not if you'll keep fighting. <laughs> We're going to stay with you and help. I, I got to tell you, I take me home, that's all, to, to Mark Collins' place. The trip might be too much for you right now. No, no, I'll hang on. I'll live till you get me there. I've got to for Larry's sake. Take me there now. Right now, I tell you. What do you think, Toto? Never mind what he thinks. Take me to Mark Collins. Maybe the last thing I'm asking of anyone in this world... Get me there. Get me to my bedroom before it's too late. There was an urgency in the voice of the old man that moved the Lone Ranger to do as he requested. A litter was made and suspended between Scout and Silver. On this, wrapped in blankets, Silas Turnbull was taken into town that night. Two hours later, Red Cogswell came to the cafe and went directly to a table where Bart Reynolds sat alone. Sit down, Red. What's on your mind? I've got something to tell you, Bart. When did you hear about it? I'm waiting. Don't tell me you found out where old Silas's gold claim is located. <laughs> All right, you can laugh. But he's got a gold claim. Hey, go on, Red. You sound as if you knew something. Listen to me. Silas had an accident. He was brought in by an Indian and a man wearing a mask. They took him right into his bedroom. In fact, they're still there with him. Yeah? The old man's in bad shape. Sounds like you had an eye glued to that hole you drilled in your floor. I did have. I figured that sooner or later I'd learn something about the old goat's gold claim if I kept a close watch on him. And I did. Where is it? I don't know that, but he has a map. He had it hid inside his mattress. He gave it to that masked man. What's that? You mean to say he handed the map over to a masked man? That's what I said, and that's what he did. Yeah? He's dying. He had Mark Collins write and tell his grandson to come out here. He wanted the kid to have the gold claim. I see. So he's trusting the masked man to turn it over to the grandson, huh? <laughs> Maybe we can persuade that masked man to see things our way. No, we can't. Why not? Listen to this. 
the masked man gave Silas a silver bullet and a note that's to be left with that bullet for the grandson, Larry Porter. If Silas dies, Mark Collins is to give it to the boy. It's to identify Larry. Now, let me get this straight. Larry's to show a bullet to the masked man. Is that it? Yeah. And the masked man will give him the map to the gold mine. But, Red, Silas must be out of his head to make a critter wearing a mask a custodian of his gold mine. Out of his head, nothing. Pick the one man in the country he can really trust. What? That masked man is the Lone Ranger. Oh, for the love of Pete. Why did you say that in the first place? I'm not mixing up in anything against the Lone Ranger. It's only a couple of weeks ago you said you'd mix into anything if there was money in it. Yeah, but now... Hold your horses, boy. I've only been thinking of this proposition for the past half hour. I've already got an idea. I like money. But I like being out of jail. Now, just listen to my scheme, will you? You can start talking, but I'll stop you when I've heard enough. And I don't think it'll take long for me to hear enough. Nobody around here knows what Larry Porter looks like. Not even old Silas himself. All we've got to do is meet Larry when he comes here and have someone take his place. Uh, you can keep talking a little longer. I thought you could be interested when you heard how easy it'd be. Who've you got in mind to take the kid's place? <laughs> I've even got that worked out. Yeah? His name is Curly Everett. You mean the swamper in this cafe? Why not? Why, that weasel-faced little coyote. You'll do anything for a slice of a gold claim. Is he the right age? Yeah, I've heard the old man talk about his grandson. Curly's the same age. What's more, he spends most of his waking hours in this place, so he's got a kind of pale look about him. Let's get him over here and talk to him. Do you think my plan's all right? I said let's talk to Curly. Hey, Curly. Yes? You call me, Bud? Sit down. You know I can't sit down at the tables, Bud. It's against the rules. I said sit down. If you're open to a proposition, you won't need to worry about the rules in this place. You can own a place of your own and make all your own moves. Yeah. Now you're talking, Red. Talk some more. Well, it all depends on an old guy that lives at Mark Collins' boarding house. You mean old Silas? Yeah. The three of us can own a gold claim. If Silas dies... Red left the cafe half an hour later and went directly to Mark Collins' boarding house. He found the house ablaze with light. The doctor was there, and so was the coroner. And the other boarders were busy rearranging furniture and doing what they could to help Mark Collins. But with it all, there was little noise. People spoke in low voices and moved quietly. Oh, Red, I'm glad you got back. What's happened, Mark? Is it the old man? Yes, he died a little while ago. He did? Ah. Oh. Gosh, I'm sure sorry to hear that. Poor old fellow. Uh, what about those men who brought him here? They left as soon as there was nothing more they could do. You'll help me, won't you, Red? I want to be sure that Silas has a right night funeral. It's the least we can do for him after all the years he's lived here. The only home he has, Red. Sure, I'll help. It's too bad his grandson couldn't be got here before he died. Ah, yes, isn't it? He talks so much about that boy. He is coming, isn't he? Oh, I expect so. I wrote him yesterday. 
It's too bad Silas didn't live long enough to tell the boy about his gold claim. If he really had one. I took care of that, Ray. You did? Silas left things so Larry Porter would get the gold mine. Ah, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. And that's all I can tell you, Ray. I promised I wouldn't say a word about the plans. Oh, that's all right, Ma. I don't want to know the plans. Now, just you tell me what I'm to do. Well, come with me, Red, and help me move some of the furniture so there'll be plenty of room for those who want to come to Silas' funeral. It was ten days after the funeral when the stagecoach came into the town of Grant's Pass. It was several hours' ride from a little community where Silas had lived and died. Bart and Red were there to meet the stage with a buckboard, and Curly Everett was with them. Bart, take a good look. There's the kid. Yeah, that's him, all right. There's the kid. Are you poor? Hey, Bart. The idea of cuffing me like that. That's to remind you to stop using words like critter. Remember, you got to talk like you've been in the East all your life. He's coming this way. Hey, Porter. They're looking at us. Yeah, the other one I mean. Come over here. How did you know my name? We were sent to meet you. Oh, by my grandpa? Well, not exactly. But get aboard and we'll tell you all about it. All right. <clears throat> we'll take you over to the next town in no time. You can call me Red. This is Bart and that there's Curly. Right, How do you do, right, man? Shut up, Bart. Yeah, right. Get up there. Come on, boy. Now about your grandpa Silas. Come on, get up. He sent you a letter, didn't he? Yes, it uh, came from the woman who runs his boarding house. You got that letter with you? I sure have, right here. Let's see it. You got to be sure you're the right man. <laughs> I guess there's no mistake Come on. about Come on, that. Get up there. Here's the letter. Ah. Hmm. This is all right. Uh, what about my grandpa? Well, you see, he died a few days ago. He, he died. But that will make no difference to you. Because you wouldn't have seen him anyway. What do you mean by that? Just hey. I've got him, Red. Gosh, Red, you shouldn't use your gun, Bill. You might have killed him hitting him like that. You'll have to kill him sooner or later. Well, I don't like to mix in where there's murder. You're already mixed in. I'll be more than Larry Porter dead before we're all the way in the clear. I'll change clothes with him while he's unconscious. What's the matter with the clothes I'm wearing? They aren't the right kind. Change with them like I say. Now on, remember your Larry Porter. Especially while you're talking to Mark Collins. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. Red and Bart had enlisted several hard-faced men who were ready and eager to take the risk in the hope of sharing in the returns from a stolen gold mine. When Larry Porter regained consciousness, he found himself tightly bound in a camp. The faces of the men around him made him realize the hopelessness of his position. He watched Red and Bart cut Curly Everett's long, shaggy hair, then shave the thin beard from his face. Curly looked like a different person. There was little likelihood that he'd be recognized when he went to Collins' boarding house. You'll only be in town for a short time, you see, Curly. Besides that, Mark Collins never goes to the cafe. Even if she did, she wouldn't know this weasel with his hair cut and his face washed. Do you know your part, Curly? Well, I ought to. You've been over it often enough. You go to Mark Collins, taking Larry's bag. You show her the letter she sent. That'll convince her you're the old man's grandson. Yeah, I know, I know. She'll tell you how you're to find the Lone Ranger. Now to get him to tell you where the gold mine's located. Savvy? I told you I savvied. I know my part. You get aboard that horse and travel. We'll wait right here. If Ma Collins was disappointed in the shifty-eyed, ferret-like appearance of the one who identified himself as Silas Turnbull's grandson, she didn't indicate it. She made him welcome and passed on the old man's dying instructions. Here's a silver bullet, Larry. Take it and deliver it to the Lone Ranger. Where'll I find him? He'll be camped somewhere near the falls. I'll tell you how to get there. Then what? He'll tell you where to find the gold place. Now, here's how to... The, the old fool sat there telling me how to reach the place. I know as well as I know more my own name. Stop laughing. <laughs> All right. Right, Red. No need to get sore. Don't figure this job will be easy. Now, maybe you had no trouble fooling the old woman. But you've still got the Lone Ranger to talk now, to. Don't worry about it. I'll talk to him. You'll get that map and bring it back here. Maybe he'll take me to the place. Mark Collins said he might do that. In that case, you blaze a trail so we can follow. What about the real Larry Porter? Well, we got to keep him with us for a time. Well, why not kill him right now and be done with it? Listen, you weasel-faced little fool. Don't tell us how to handle things. You just do as we say and keep your suggestions to yourself. All right. I don't see no point in letting him live. Here's the point. We've got to account for you. You can't just disappear. I've got to work things out so Larry is found dead and identified as you. We've got to hold him till the right time. Now go and see that Lone Ranger. The silver bullet and the letter written by Mark Collins at the suggestion of old Silas identified Curly Everett as Larry Porter. The Lone Ranger and Tonto set out on the trail according to the instructions on the map, leading the way through a canyon to the gold mine Silas had found. They had to camp the first night on the trail. Tonto prepared supper. Then as darkness closed in... The masked man broke a period of silence. This is your first trip west? Yeah, that's right. You ride quite well. Do they have western saddles in the east? Well, I had one. What about it? What's your real name? What? What do you mean? I asked your real name. It's not Larry Porter. Well, sure it is. Didn't I show you the letter? You've done at least a dozen things since we started out to betray you as a westerner. Now stop lying to me. What are you up to? Now, you see here, you can't talk to me like this. You Save got... it. Why are you blazing a trail? Blazing a trail? You've taken every opportunity to break off a low branch 
or a tree, or ride over soft ground, or break down grass. Who's following us? Well, why, I... Come on, let's have it. I didn't realize I was blazing a trail. I don't know nothing about anybody following us. Oh, very well. I'll find out for myself. Otto, keep an eye on this fellow. Don't let him get away. I'm going to ride our back trail and see if the signs he left mean anything. Ah, me watch him. And as for you, I won't call you Larry Porter because I'm sure that's not your name. If you have anything to tell me, this is the time to say it. Your future's going to be a lot rougher if you carry your lie any farther. I... Well? Now, look. Uh... Never mind. I think I'll know the truth by the time I return. Now, listen. You plenty smart to talk. You plenty fool not to talk. But I haven't... The Lone Ranger have saddled since plenty quick. Then him go. Then it's too late to talk. Now, look here. I got nothing to tell. I brought the bullet, the silver bullet in that letter. You killed Larry? No, he's not dead. Why, you... You stepped into that trap, didn't you? You were just about to say that Larry was not killed. Well, you're not Larry Porter. All right, this is your last chance. Now talk. Now, wait, wait. Listen, uh, I'll talk. I had to do it. They made me. I didn't have no choice. Who made you do what? Who's Red and Bart. They, they captured the other fella. They made me take his place. They'd have killed me if I hadn't done it. Where are they now? They're somewhere on the back trail. But you can't fight them. They got a whole gang with them. There's about ten men, all told. Ten? Yeah, yeah, ten. They do mean business. You can see why I didn't have no chance to go against them. What about Larry Porter? They're holding them. Where? If I... Gosh, they'll kill me if I tell you. Keep talking. <laughs> There's somewhere on the back trail. It's true what you said about me blazing the trail, but please, mister, believe me, I tell you, I didn't have no choice. We'll deal with you later. <laughs> Better rope him, Otto. Uh-huh. Me fix him. Got that campfire. Keep this place dark and quiet, and I'll be back. Above all, don't let that sneak get away. Come on, Silver! rode over the back trail rapidly at first, then more slowly and cautiously. Presently, he came to a place along the back trail where Red's outfit had stopped to rest their horses. He dismounted and studied the situation. Some of the men catnapped, others munched on food. Then in the flickering light of a small fire, the masked man saw Larry Porter, his hands tied, sitting with his back against the trunk of a tree. He crawled forward, holding a knife drawn from his belt. He caught Larry's eye and gestured for silence. Then he went the remaining distance on his hands and knees. Don't make any noise, Larry. Turn this way so I can cut the rope around your wrist. Who are you? How did you know? Never mind now. There. Your hands are free. That mask. What do you know about a silver bullet? I, I was supposed to give a silver bullet to... To me. And you're the Lone Ranger. This way, Larry. Hey. Hey, boys, look. He's got loose. This way. <laughs> My horse is over here. Behind that rock, Larry. Come on, hurry up. Now they're shooting. Hurry, mount up. Now, can this horse carry both of us? Silver's done it before. Pretty big fella. One, two, three. Tonto heard the mighty thunder of Silver's hoofs approaching at top speed. He knew that such a pace at night meant only one thing, hot pursuit. 
Push over, homeboy. What kind of Cubby? They're coming, Toto. You got Fuller, huh? Yes. What about the other man? Oh, him kind. Him over yonder. Take him with you, Toto. Got you south from here and ride for town. Get the sheriff. And what you do? They've got to put that gang where it belongs. Larry and I are going to ride to Blind Canyon. And you get in trap. Yes, we'll be in a trap, Toto. It's up to you to bring the law to get us out. Those others. I hear them coming. I'll be here in a minute. Toto, you keep out of sight. Keep your prisoner quiet. I'll shove on to the canyon and the gang will follow me. And you can get away. Me savvy. Montpelier! With Larry Porter riding double, the Lone Ranger guided Silver through the canyon until he reached a side canyon branching at a right angle. Red, Bart, and the rest of the gang could see the white horse far ahead. He's turned. Took the side trail. That's a blind canyon. Are you sure? Yeah, no way out of there. Rain up. Stop right here. I was stopping right. Come on, let's go get those two. Just a second, boy. Gotta make sure he's not waiting to ambush us. Well, he's not. Now look ahead. See that white horse in the moonlight? Still traveling ahead and carrying double. That's what I wanted to be sure of. Now we've got him, Red. This canyon ends about two miles ahead with a blank wall. He can't get out. We've got to kill that masked man and Larry. If we don't, just spoil everything. But where's Curly? We'll find him later and deal with him. All right, come on, boys. Deal with that. The Lone Ranger and Larry found some huge boulders at the end of the box canyon. With these in front of them and a sheer cliff at their back, they made a stand against the men who were determined to take their lives. Did you get one of them? Don't know, Larry. They're hugging the ground pretty close. I can't hardly see them except when there's a flash from one of their guns. Yes, I know. If, if I could only use a gun, I might be of some help. Never mind that. Just keep my guns loaded. Yeah, I can do that as long as your gun belt holds up. Hey! Someone's close to us. Yes, keep your head down. Those last shots were awful close. They're closing in. We're trapped. We can't ever get out of here. You'll see. I'm the one they want. Let me surrender. There's no reason for you to die. Or get surrender and pass that other gun. Here. There aren't many more bullets. All right, all right. I'm surprised that we stood them off this long. I found a mark. Why did you come in here? Didn't you know this was a blind canyon? Yes, of course I knew it. I came here because I wanted those crooks to be trapped. Yes, but be we might... Be quiet and listen. What's that? Out on the sheriff's men. The law? Yes. Now you can see them. Coming up and back of those others. And the crooks are trapped here just as we were. The worse, they haven't the shelter of these rocks. <laughs> They're giving up. They're putting their hands up. That's what we've been fighting for. Come on, Larry. You have a few things to tell the sheriff. And Larry, you can have the same room that your grandpa has. <laughs> That'll be fine, Mrs. Collins. That is... Uh... <laughs> If being an owner of a gold mine doesn't make you too good for my boarding house. <laughs> if ever it does, I I hope I lose the gold mine. I'm so glad you're you. Huh? I was awful let down when I thought that weasel-faced little sneak I told was Larry Porter. <laughs> it's funny that you should say that. Funny? Yes. You see, that's just about the same thing the Lone Ranger said. Thank you.
have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. 